Message from Starfleet Command, top priority. You are listening to the Trek Ranks Podcast, a member of the Tricorder Transmissions Podcast Network. This is episode 153, featuring the top five Worf episodes. Welcome, Star Trek fans, or should I say, Nuknay! I am Dahar Master Jim from the House of More, and I'm the host of the Trek Ranks podcast, and tonight we have an all-time epic episode of Trek Ranks in store for you. I will be speaking lots of Klingon, so don't know about my guests. We'll see. Anyway, on tonight's show... He's the most prolific character in the history of Star Trek. He's appeared in 274 episodes. He's about to return to the screen in Star Trek Picard Season 3. Tonight, we're doing the top five Worf episodes, and I could not be more excited. And to tackle this major topic, we needed the most honorable of warriors to join us, and that is exactly what we have. First up, Returning for his sixth appearance on Trek Ranks, he's the host of the TrekCon podcast and a massive lover of the Ferengi, but we won't hold that against him against <laughs> as we honor the guy who hates the Ferengi as much as anyone. It's Ron Robel. Ron, welcome back, buddy. Jim, it is fabulous to be here. And who has more in common with the Klingons than the Ferengi? Come on. <laughs> oh, I love this. <laughs> and our second guest is from the House of Krishna, a warrior with both physical and mental prowess, a science, tech, and pop culture expert with more bylines than pain six at an Age of Ascension ceremony, <laughs> hopefully making her first of many Trek Ranks appearances. It's Swapna Krishna. Welcome, Swapna. Thank you so much for having me. I am really, really excited. To talk about Worf. This is going to be awesome. Yes. We're excited to have you on. This is fantastic. All right. So our first time guest, we'd like to get our quick Trek origin story. So what's your backstory? How'd you get into Trek? Are you Have you seen it all? Were you raised by monks at a monastery on the moons of Boreth? What, uh, what's your background? Oh, no. I was a childhood Trek fan. So I grew up on TNG and really got into it young. I mean, like, I think... Um, third season is kind of when I started watching, and I was probably six or seven, um, maybe somewhere around there. So, yeah, it was young. So I've watched Star Trek all my life, literally watched every TNG, DS9, Voyager, Enterprise as they were airing, you know, just just lifelong Star Trek person. That is fantastic. What's, uh, if you had to pick a favorite series, what would you pick today? You uh, TNG... Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, TNG is like the foundational series for me, but DS9 is my favorite. Copy that. DS9. Both of those apply to our guest tonight. This is going to be awesome. Yes. All right, let's get into our quick Trek Race recalibration. You can recalibrate the regulators now. Will do. Okay, the Trek Race Charter has two clauses. One, we rank Trek so we can have a fun conversation about Star Trek. And number two, the ranks don't matter. We just use them as the framework to have a deep dive conversation about all the things we love about Trek. And as the Vulcan Master likes to tell us... Infinite diversity. In infinite combinations. There are no wrong answers at Trek ranks. This is just about sharing the things we love about Star Trek. And we love it all from TOS to TNG, straight through to Enterprise and the Kelvin timeline and now Discovery, Picard, Strange New Worlds, Short Treks, Lower Decks and Prodigy as well. It's all fair game here on the Trek Ranks podcast. Black alert. 
Black alert. <laughs> and a reminder that this episode of Trek Makes is current through Star Trek Prodigy's first season and the episode Supernova Part 2, which is the 873rd episode of Star Trek across 56 years. And one final reminder, we use episodes as a shorthand term, but the 13 films are always in play as well. Well, four films in play tonight with Worf. Hailing frequencies open. Thank you, Mr. Worf. We, you can hail me directly on Twitter at TrekRanks or at Enterprise Extra. You can see our extensive rankings of all the treks at TrekRanks.com. And don't forget, you can call and leave us a message with your own picks at 609-512-LLAP. Okay, Ron and Swapna, wrap it up by letting everybody know how they get a hold of you on subspace. Ron. I am all over the place right now. Um, you can catch my my podcast, The Con Pod. I'm part of the Trek Geeks Network. Uh, anywhere podcasts are found. It's a Star Trek convention podcast. Uh, then I'm still somewhat on Twitter um, as Trekker Ron, or I've moved to Mastodon as well. So mastodon.lol backslash at Trekker Ron. Love it. And Swapna, you're everywhere. I am like everywhere. It's like it's exhausting to think about it. Mainly on still on Twitter to a certain extent, but I am slowly kind of moving most of my stuff over to Mastodon on Twitter at S Krishna, Mastodon uh, S Krishna at wandering dot shop. Um, I'm also on TikTok at Swatna underscore Krishna. That's where I do all my like space videos. So if you're into space or science, I do that. I do those a few times a week and. Uh, yeah, I write about Star Trek a lot and uh, everywhere pretty much. So, yeah. You want to learn about Star Trek and real space? Follow Swapna everywhere. Yes. It's fantastic. Okay. Alan, by the way, we are, we're now on Mastodon too. We're slowly tipping our toe in the water with Trek ranks at Mastodon, whatever. Okay. We're ready to run a diagnostic cycle to get into today's show. Computer, run a level two diagnostic. All right, real quick, we like to begin our character show with three quick updates. First, a reminder that we call this top five episodes, but you can pick anything you want. You can pick a massive warp ep episode or just a small warp moment in an episode that he hardly appears in. It's just episodes, again, as a shorthand, but it can be a mix of episodes and moments. Second, this is our 17th overall character show that we've tackled on Trek Ranks. So you know what that means. It's time for our character show roll call. Here it is. We've done Kirk, Data, Cisco, Kira, Neelix, T'Pol, Nog, Picard, Icheb, Odo, Janeway, Crusher, both of them, Dax, all of them, Q, all of them, Spock, Uhura, and now we're doing Worf. Shout out to the great Michael Dorn, who, uh, man, played Worf in 274 episodes. That's crazy. And third for our character shows, we like to get into it by asking our guests for one word that they think of when they think of wars. So we're going to do that now. Ron, let's start with you. What's the word that you would use when you to describe war for when you think of war? This was easy. Fatherly. Oh, wow. Totally kidding. Totally <laughs> oh, kidding. No, I'm, you had me. No. I'm no. such a sucker. <laughs> I'm such a sucker. I wasn't really. I'm, I'm editing that out. I'm not. Okay. Good man. Father of the year. No, um, <laughs> simple word and this really did come to me very quickly was idealist um you know somebody who represents things that the way that they should be or they might be um when you look at Worf, he is more klingon than any other klingon um so for me it was definitely idealist holy shit that's so good that's so accurate uh swapna how about you i was torn 
Um, because I felt like honorable was really the right. like it was kind of an obvious choice because he does. I think I, that goes along with idealist. Um, it's just he fe- honor isn't a word to him. It's 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 very deep down. But in the end, I actually wanted to go with passionate because Worf is he is such a passionate character. He feels things so deeply, but you don't. You don't see it unless you kind of know him and know the character because he maintains that kind of grumpy facade. So I'm going to go with passionate for this. Oh my god, I, love, there's, I knew there was a reason I love Worf. Passionate, passion's my favorite thing. So that that's so accurate. Idealist and passionate, those are perfect. So I I kind of went lame. I cheated. I didn't go with honorable, but I for the first time I kind of I just went with the word I think of when I think of Worf. So it's not necessarily describing him but this is the word i just i always think of because of uh his use of it in one standout episode so without further ado i say to you when you're outgunned outmanned and out equipped what else do you have left guile (laughs) so my word is guile which means sly cunning intelligence or deceitful intelligence which is doesn't not really very cling on but Worf is pretty damn coming, uh, cunning and pretty damn intelligent. So not deceitful, of course. So that's my word, guile, just because I just, I just love that moment in peak performance. Love it. Okay, that was that's perfect. I love it. Let's get into our prime directives. Do they know about prime directive? They know everything I know, sir. And you're about to know everything that we know about our prime directive. So, Ron, let's start with you. How did you define your list here and break everything down? So I, uh, when you mentioned this topic, immediately had four that just popped into my head. Um, And then I really struggled with that fifth one. So I went to Memory Alpha and did some homework, read all of Worf's um, profile, and realized quickly on that for some reason when I thought of my original four, I had forgotten don't know how he was in deep space nine <laughs> so <laughs> went back to the book and had a whole long list um and just narrowed it down and in the end i, I looked at it in things that Worf experienced as a klingon that a lot of other klingons might not experience and things that i think really define his klingonness i love that that's like the macro version of trek race when there's a pick and you're like how the hell did i not think of that i know you didn't forget yeah. he was in deep space nine but sometimes there's this blackouts where you're, you're planning and you're like oh right. shit, what? <laughs> i completely forgot this this whole other side of it okay that's fantastic so you had four right away i like that swap now how about you how did you try to break this down I um, approached it from the point of view of kind of the reasons I love Worf are very subjective. I think the reasons that we love, anybody loves any character in a show and relates to them is subjective. So I immediately knew one episode I wanted to do. And then the kind of the rest of them, I I had to think about it a lot because I wasn't sure if I wanted to do have an approach of kind of the different aspects of Worf's character, highlighting different episodes that did that, or highlighting kind of his foundational character arc from who he is at the beginning of Next Gen to who he is at the beginning of Deep Space Nine, because he's changes a lot and he goes through so much character growth. So it kind of ended up blending the two approaches and um, tried to also do one unexpected episode episode that wasn't like... Oh, I like that. It's like yeah. that's it's not a warp episode at all, but just kind yep. of unexpected. Okay, that I'm excited about that. That and that's a he really has he really did evolve so much over the uh, 
well, including the movies, uh, more than 20 years, you know, that he, that he played the character. Incredible. Okay, so, uh, well, not 20 years. I'm bad at math. We'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave the math to swap now. Okay, my prime directive <laughs> is, it's super complicated. It got, it just, I kept, I started really easy, but then it just getting more and more complicated. So it started, and I'm not sure why, but I immediately knew I wanted to do moments instead of episodes with Worf. So I just started focusing on like specific moments and 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 just these yeah, so many great kind of memorable viral type of type of things. But I then I eliminated like all the one-liner wharf moments that were strictly based on kind of when he's got a little bit of the comedic foil, like good tea, nice house, that kind of stuff. So or prune juice. So I eliminated those. So I was looking for big character or action moments. Uh, from Worf. Then I realized everyone knows that my favorite all-time TNG episode, or regular listeners will know that my favorite TNG episode is Redemption, and I've picked it like five times on previous shows. So I decided I'm not going to pick Redemption, (laughs) and then I took that to the next level (laughs) and decided to not pick any of the past Klingon episodes that I picked in our Klingon shows. We did top five Klingon episodes and top five one-off Klingons. So that eliminated a few more. So then I finally narrowed it down to this broad cross-section of Worf's kind of character and his decisiveness as someone who's always ready to take action and help his friends. And I really, I ended up focusing on that a lot where there's moments where he's really helping his friends. And yeah, I got a, I got a mixed bag of like heavy hitters and some real deep cuts. So I think we're going to cover a lot of territory here on the massive canvas that is Worf. Okay, we are ready. Third Robotoclon, introduce us to the order of the I am a Jem'Hadar. He is a Vorta. It is the order of things. Thank you, Third Robotoclon. As always, everyone will start their five-word summary and a hashtag to tease their pick. Then we'll each reveal our Worf episode or moment and the reasons we're highlighting it. And, of course, everyone will pick an episode to associate with that pick that should be fairly obvious in this, in this uh, topic. And after getting through five rounds of picks, we'll get a few secondary system selections from everyone for the picks that just missed our list. And if we have any duplicates, make sure you listen for Worf firing the Defiant Torpedo. Okay, Ron, we're going to start with you. Your number five pick for your top five Worf episodes. If we succeed, there will be many songs sung in our honor. All right, so my five words in the hashtag are good things Klingons don't pawn far. Hashtag this is sex. Um, I picked TNG season one, episode 10, hide and cue, uh, particularly the scene where Worf rejects the Klingon female that Riker creates for her, for him. Um, and, and you look at Worf, he says very clearly that she's from a, a world that's dead to me now. You've got Worf who yearns to be Klingon so bad. And for all we know, this early in the season, this is the first female Klingon he's seen in a very long time. And immediately, he recognizes that it would jeopardize his integrity to do anything. So he rejects her. I think it very early sets on how stoic Worf is going to be moving forward. Damn, that's a deep cut. And I forgot he said that. Deep cut. He says, like, this is the a world. Uh, this is the, he said, like, this is a world that's dead to me. That's, uh, wow. I don't remember. I, I had to be reminded of that. That's crazy. Uh, Swapna, what's your take on this one? Deep cut. I love this. 
deep cut. Uh, yeah, I actually did a rewatch of all of TNG last year, I think. And yeah, this was a this was a this was a good episode, season one episode. Um, yeah, no, I think that goes really well with the idealist, the idea of him being an idealist. Like he, if he wants a Klingon women, he wants a real thing, yeah. not some, you know, not some like you know, I don't even know. Q manifestation. Up. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, no, that makes that that makes perfect sense. And this is also it's also early Worf, so it's like it's a little bit of the he's setting kind of the template, but there's just so much evolution from here. But I like that the world that's dead to me. He, you know, he's in conflict early on in terms of how he's dealing with his. Uh, yeah, because this came after Heart of Glory, right? No, I think this, this was, episode. I think it's right. I think it's before. Oh, before. Heart of Glory is where he really had okay. to deal with it. But it's a good. That's where you see the Klingon of like his his inner conflict really start to exactly come to the surface and this is a little bit of a tease for that yeah that works great okay i love it awesome deep cut ron okay swapna what's your number five pick for Worf? this is my out of left field pick okay okay my five word summary is admitting when you're wrong and the hashtag is workplace conflict resolution it is gambit part two oh yeah. tng season seven episode of- five so this is um, not a fan favorite episode, General Z, although I have a love for this two part. It's, it's top, it's um, top 20. It's it. top 20 on TNG Trek ranks. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love him. And this, and then Wharf data scene you're about to talk about is amazing. Exactly. Like it's so, uh, you know, the, basically the setup is data's in command of the enterprise. Wharf is his first officer and Wharf is being kind of snarky, kind of sassy, you know, yeah. like not really, doing a great job uh, following data's orders and so data pulls him aside and is basically like look as my first officer you're supposed to execute and carry out my orders and Worf tells him but captain picard always appreciated commander riker's input isn't that what a first officer is supposed to do and data says sure and i want your input but once i make a decision you know you can't question me in front of the crew and you know Riker would never have acted that way towards Picard yeah. and then Data says I'm sorry if I've ended our friendship and Worf is like you don't know how he's going to react really because like he is a proud guy he's a passionate guy and right. he 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 takes he listens to what Data tells him and then he says if anyone has ended our friendship it's me and I'm like that is goals for how to handle conflict in the workplace like he listens, he engages with what he says, and he says, like, no, I'll do better. This is my fault. Yeah, I mean, and it's a good example that Worf's a common sense guy, right? He's like, yeah. I mean, when the when all the data, when he processes it all, I, he's usually pretty much on point with kind of the reasonable response. I, I love this. This is an awesome deep cut. Uh, Ron, any take on the Gambit and Worf uh, having uh, that issue with data? I love it. I think that that scene in the ready room kind of summarizes how complex Worf's character can be as well. It's easy for a Klingon in this scene to be very one-dimensional and stay argumentative and loud, and Worf doesn't do that. He shows that he can think he's a complex Klingon and can step back and accept that he was wrong. I love that. All right. Well, so my pick, it's kind of, it's going to be a little similar. So I love this. This round is really going to be three massive deep cuts. And my, my whole list is going to be kind of similar to, to your pick there, Swapna. So this one, definitely a deep cut. I love it because I, I think it encapsulates everything about Worf 
who's always there for his friends. And, and yeah, so this is, this is a good feel for what my list is going to be like five words and a hashtag. You're considering an unannounced visit hashtag. A warrior does not let a friend face danger alone. And my pick is TNG season five, episode 17. It's the outcast. And it's the very end of the outcast when Worf helps Riker try and free Soren. And I love this episode. I, the setup is great because, well, I mean, I love the episode anyway. Soren's speech about what makes you think you can dictate how people love each other. It's for me, that's all time great stuff. But in this episode, you get this, you get the full wharf, right? So for much of the episode, he's he and he's not in it a lot, but he's he's kind of uncomfortable around the neutral gendered Janai. And that's not a great look for Wharf, but he's Klingon. And for a Klingon, he's maybe a little more open. But at the end of this episode, I love it when he sees how affected Riker is by the fact Soren's been taken prisoner, is about to be conditioned against their will. And Worf goes to Riker's quarters and is like, are you, if you're up to something, if you're going to go, I got you. So let's go together. A warrior does not let a friend face danger alone. And he, and he goes with Riker to try and free and help him out. Commander, I am aware of what transpired on the planet's surface. Are you by any chance considering an unannounced visit? I will go with you. Lieutenant. Sir, you are my commanding officer. If you order me to stay on board, I will obey. But I ask you not to give that order. A warrior does not let a friend face danger alone. For me, that's his wharf, right? He is always there for his friends. Swapna, what's your take on the outcast? Oh, deep cut for sure. That was a... For its time, that episode was... It is a product of its time looking back. back, But for its time, though, that was an amazing... Like, just, like, you didn't see TV like that at that time on these subjects. And so I... um, Yeah, no, that's a great episode. I honestly forgot Worf did that in that episode. So definitely a deep cut. It's a great... It's a a great moment for him. And he goes and seeks it out. He, like, he knows Riker's up to something, goes to his quarters, and is like... I know you're doing something, so you're not going alone. I'm going with you. I love that moment. Uh, Ron, any take on that? No, I, I love it. It's a great pick. It's another deep cut. I think this episode is going to be a, a deep cut episode. I love this. Um, <laughs> but when you look at the relationship, too, between Riker and Worf, it's a complex one. It's a deep one. Um, I was thinking back to, I think it's a first season episode, The Icarus Factor, where Riker's offered his own command and Worf very quickly, you know, take me with you. Oh, that's um, I right. Think there's yeah. a really deep line relationship mm-hmm. with these two, and we see Worf remaining loyal uh, to Riker throughout the series. Yeah, and we'll see if anybody picks uh, uh, Icarus Factor or uh, Ethics, where there's a lot of good Worf and, and Riker stuff there, too. Okay, let's go to round four. Uh, Ron, what's your number four pick? All right. So, my number four pick, uh, five words in the hashtag, I would do it again hashtag wharf chooses dax um and this is deep space nine season six episode 16 change of heart um where wharf doesn't let dax die you know it's a kind of large pick but again it shows us that wharf understands honor he understands his duty but he also understands priorities um and in this situation he puts his relationship with dax his wife above his career um which probably led, led to his never earning a command um, but again, it shows us how loyal Worf can be to those that he he loves. This is not a deep cut. This is definitely on my short list and one that I considered. And it's a game changer for Worf. Well, I, I'm curious to see if it plays out at all 
or is referenced in Picard season three in terms of where Worf is now in his career and life, because yeah, this, this changed everything for how you look at Worf uh, all kind of tied up with Cisco at the end when he's like, yeah, you're, you're you may never get a command because of this. It's, it's huge. Swap now, what's your take on uh, change of heart? It's a great episode. It is hard for me to watch mm-hmm. knowing what Worf sacrifices here and knowing what comes just a few episodes later for Jadzia. Like it's, so it's not one I rewatch a lot, but I think it is very foundational for the person Worf becomes. I can't, as somebody who embodied to me, like in my head, Worf embodies Judy and for him to like choose, like it, it, it really highlights how much, how much he cares for Jadzia, how much he loves her and how just different he is again from the beginning of the series or beginning of next gen. Like he just, he has evolved so much and it's so lovely to see. You come first before career, before duty, before anything. I do not regret what I did and I would do it again. I don't know what to say. You could say thank you for saving my life. Thank you for saving my life. And you could say I would do the same for you, Worf. Well, I'd have to think about that. My career is very important to me, you know. And you could say I love you. I love you. And I love you. Perfect example of that evolution, especially actually for you, Ron, for your two picks. You couldn't be further apart from hiding Q and and change of heart. I love that. Exactly. Okay, Swapno, what's your round four pick? My round four is okay. My five word summary is on the outside looking in, hashtag representation. Sins of the Father, TNG, season three. Episode 17. So this episode, um, I think is a very obvious, it's a very obvious wharf episode, For very sure. obvious pick. But um, this, so I have a very uh, and I think a lot of people of color or kids of immigrants feel who are fans of Watch the Next Generation growing up and are fans of the show feel similarly about this episode. You know, now, um, in the time we are in now, the idea of making the alien the other is outdated but back then telling the story of like maybe kids of immigrants who don't fit in in the united states but don't fit in in their parents home country through the klingons was i had never seen this kind of story like i'd never seen it on tv i didn't i did i was so young when i watched this episode and i remember the first time i watched it and i was like oh like that's me i don't really fit in Growing up in small town Oklahoma, even though I am American, I don't fit in here, but I I don't fit in like in India either. I was born in the U.S. like, you know, and so. So so that episode is like is like just emotionally for me, it's if and I like look at I watch it now and I see I know it has flaws and all that, but like it's a very emotional episode for me because like the way he is his he is never feels quite at home at least to that point i think by the end of his time on the enterprise that is absolutely his home and you see him having the same adjustment pains in way of the warrior where he's considering leaving starfleet because he had finally found the place he fit and then the enterprise was destroyed um but you see that but then the klingons 
like do not respect him and they're like you're not one of us he's like well if i don't belong to the enterprise and i don't belong here where do i belong and it's just something that really speaks to me and spoke to me when i was a kid because i'd never seen that story um and i think sins of the father is just that is like for me for next gen the defining klingon episode for Worf. it it sets him on this journey that he is go- he is continuing to go on like through the end of D- deep space 9 he's still on this journey because like it is like him choosing to accept discommendation for the good of the empire for him to choose to accept dishonor for the dishonor of to protect the dishonor of everybody else around him that just sets sets the tone for Worf's entire Klingon journey yep. for as far as we've seen it for the rest of the series. Yeah, that I mean, listen, Sins of the Fathers, an all-time great. It's one of my favorites. The the reason mm-hmm. Redemption's my all-time favorite TNG episode is because how good Sins of the Father is, right? It sets it up. It's like the first yep. time this kind of world building was happening in, in, in most television where this kind of connective uh story arcs were happening in such big broad ways that i absolutely love it for that but yeah the episode on a more core level for what it means to you that's amazing i mean it's a pretty clear representation of that whether you're uh, born in another country or have heritage from another country and you're and you're in this place and how you fit in it's a pretty one-to-one straight comparison i can't even imagine how that would speak to you and probably I'm assuming help you at, at that time when you're watching it as a young, young girl, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like this episode, part of the reason I loved Star Trek so much was with seeing Worf's kind of identity journey and Data's identity journey yeah. as well. And then seeing, uh, you know, Jordi LaVar, a person of color, you know, on screen and engineer like this show directly influenced, yeah. you know, my career who I've become. And like, yeah, it was seeing them talk about these things on TV and it's like, oh, it's not just me. A, like, yeah. it's it just, it made me feel like I belonged. What an awesome personal pick. Uh, Ron, what's your take on Sins of the Father and its impact? Such a great episode. You've, you've hit everything on the head and I think I look at Worf through the lens of how he interacts with a lot of the people around him and when he picks Captain Picard as his Chadich, which I hope I'm saying right, it again shows the loyalty that he has with Picard and when they're in the, um, council quarters and Picard starts trying to justify and defend Worf or when Worf looks at Picard and says that the Chadich will be silent. You know, that's not a way that you, a Starfleet officer talks to his captain. It's not a way a Klingon warrior would speak to one of his superiors, but in this situation, it's completely justified. And we see that again, Worf being Worf being the, the loyal Klingon and accepting that discommendation to defend his people, even though it's not the right thing. Captain. I must choose another Chadich. I would like your permission to ask one of the crew. Well, of course, Lieutenant. Choose whomever you wish. Then I would ask you to stand with me. You may refuse with no dishonor. Thank you, Lieutenant. I appreciate the gesture, but I know that there are stronger and younger men from whom to choose. I can think of no one I would rather have at my side. I accept. Yeah. Uh, Picard of the Chadich is amazing. You may challenge that assumption at the time of your choosing. I love that. Okay. 
Let's move on. Fantastic pick. These are two big heavy hitters. I'm going back to another deep cut. <laughs> this might be my favorite pick. I love this one. Five words and a hashtag. We'll keep the predators away. Hashtag together. And it's Deep Space Nine season five, episode two. It's the ship. And it's this moment at the end of the episode, again, kind of like with uh, Riker, where Worf sits with Miles O'Brien as they take Enrique Munoz's body back to the station after he was killed by by a Jem Hadar. And I, I, th- I thought of this moment really early on because it always stuck with me as kind of the classic Worf. He's been he's been battling with O'Brien the whole episode. It's like it's similar again to kind of the Outcast where he's. O'Brien's watching his friend die and trying to stay positive and keep his hopes up. And Worf's just being classic Worf. Like you're lying to him and yourself. He's going to die. Be honest about that. Support him in that. And O'Brien just will not have any of it. And they're, they're, you know, going at it kind of the whole time, but in classic Worf fashion, disagreement with O'Brien means nothing after the mission's complete and they're on their way back. And he sees O'Brien sitting in there with Munoz's body and he walks in and says, ah, you're performing the Akva, a great Klingon tradition, and joins him to sit with the body to protect it from predators. And I love this moment for Worf. Really, really great. So we'll, we'll both keep the predators away. Swap now, what's your take on the ship? Oh, my God. Uh, like, the Worf O'Brien friendship yeah. is one of my favorite things about Deep Space Nine, honestly. The one episode where O'Brien shows up with a bottle yeah. of blood wine and Worf is just like, no, please. just <laughs> Like, you see his face fall. There's so much. And, and the way, like, Michael Dorn acts under that much makeup, so good. It's, it's so good. So, yeah, I love anything Worf and Miles. And so, yeah, this is a good, this is a good moment. Worf's a great friend. He really is. He really is. Ron, do you remember this one at the end of the ship when he sits with O'Brien? Yeah, this episode, it, it, I love Deep Space Nine. It's my favorite series. This is one of the episodes that I have a hard time watching over and over. But it's, I think we see Worf again being Worf throughout this episode. He's straight to the point, this guy's going to die, this guy's going to die to the point that it almost comes across as not typical for Worf. Um, but that moment in the end that you described, that is exactly how Worf is. It's the honorable thing to do to sit there. Um, so I think it's a great pick. Love it. Okay, let's go to the soup round. Behold the primordial soup. Ron, what's your number three pick? Well, let's go red alert and fire those phasers. Um, my five words in a hashtag, make the empire great again. Hashtag the son of a traitor. TNG season three, episode 17, sins of the father. Um, and really nothing else to add. I feel like it was all said in the last round. Um, but we see Worf putting the Empire above his own needs, which is something that a Klingon warrior needs to do. I love it. All-time great track. Let, let's add one more thing. F*** Duras, man. What a dick. Yes. guy. 100%. Okay. Awesome. All right. Duplicate. Oh, Sins of the Father, by the way, is on my list of episodes I can't pick, along with Redemption and two others, which I'll talk about in our secondary system. So... Uh, otherwise, I would have for sure picked it. It's one of my all-time favorites. Okay, Swapna, round three. What's your number three pick? Round three. My uh, five words is Worf risks all for Martok. Hashtag bros. Soldiers of the Empire, yes! DS9, season five, episode 21. Oh my God, I was so close to picking This episode blows my mind. Yes. The way Worf navigates protecting Martok's honor 
helping his friend, mm-hmm. managing the like simmering tensions aboard the Rataran, respecting Jadzia and her, you know, like you have to do something, you have to do something and understanding having been in that prison camp with Martok, understanding what he needed and like it's it, it it blows my mind the way he navigated an impossible situation and but also Martok's response at the end when Martok realizes what Worf really did for him he wasn't actually challenging him he was reminding him right. of you know what it meant to be a klingon of, of his honor of you know of of all of these things and for him to realize that i feel like Worf is constantly besides kalar Worf is constantly surrounded by klingons who don't understand him <laughs> like who don't get him on a deep level like it's just or who want something from him like his gowron's constantly like like just it's all po- political like games for gowron yeah. like it's i feel like martok is one of the few times you really see a klingon just get Worf on a very 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 deep level and then not only acknowledge it and appreciate it, but invite him to join his house, which is this is the episode where Worf joins the house of Martok. And it's 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 just it's mind. This episode like blows my mind. I think it's so good. So well done. Well written. Just the like the intricacy of it and how Worf handles the situation is so good. It's so good. I mean, he takes a knife. He takes a knife from Martok, yep. from from Martok, mm-hmm. and he takes it from. It, it's yeah. amazing. You made me sad when you said that no Klingon gets him except for Kalar. Oh my god! I know. So like, god damn! I'll never get over losing Kalar. This mm-hmm. pick is fantastic. He does. He does it for Martok. He does. He does it for everything. He sacrifices just to get that ship back. To get all those Klingons on that ship back into a frame of mind where they can contribute and feel good about themselves. It's This is quintessential Worf. It was really close on my list, on my secondary systems. And that, that whole finale. And then you have uh, Dax there, uh, Dax there carrying him off and just like, oh, you're, you're awesome. That was amazing. So good. Fantastic pick. Ron, what's your take on uh, Soldiers of the Empire? I feel like you, you guys have said it all. It's a great episode. Um, it's Worf being Worf and seeing that relationship with him and Martok really go through its first trials and survive. And it's just, again, this is a Worf episode that if you're going to talk about Worf, it's hard not to not yeah. to focus on. I'm kind of disappointed I didn't have it on my list, to be honest. I mean, Martok needed it so bad to get back from that Geminar prison. So amazing. Incredible. Awesome pick. Okay, my... Round three pick. All right, this one is definitely not a deep cut. And it's a little bit uh it's more of decisive, decisive wharf. Oh, it's great for a bunch of reasons. Five words and a hashtag. The most Klingon of catchphrases. Hashtag assimilate this. And it is Star Trek first contact. And it's wharf finishing off the board on the deflector dish. I love this moment. Everyone knows what this is. I mean, beyond the fact that this is one of the coolest scenes in Trek history, it's so new and something we've never seen before. Um, just one of those big, huge movie moments with the Zero-G combat training and Worf Picard and, and Lieutenant Hawk. But it's I, I love how much of a badass Worf is in this scene with with 
he's got his mechleth in his back pocket and he's uh he gets that rip in his ev suit and he ties the borg arm off with it and the, the whole assimilate this quote it's all just really awesome stuff but at the front of this there's this classic wharf moment in in the amidst all this badass stuff this scene has one of the wharf gets shut down moments that are you know the viral of every time wharf makes a suggestion they they shut him down and it's i, I did had no memory of this until i was re-watching it it's right at the beginning when they're walking up to the deflector dish and as soon as they lay eyes on the borg wharf says we should bring reinforcements. And Picard's like, there's no time. <laughs> so it's so <laughs> classic. So then they go in and of course they get the job done. All time great scene. Funny that it's got all these badass wharf moments, but it also has that that little bit of a viral uh wharf getting shut down moment. Uh swap now, what's your take on first contact? I mean, I I think first contact is one of those universally loved movies. I don't think I've ever met anyone who didn't love that movie um it's so good wharf moments are not what come to mind when i think of that movie so i'm really glad you picked this because i forgot he does have some really good moments in that movie i mean that's assimilate this is a pretty freaking classic uh catchphrase for a guy with a bunch of catchphrases well ron what's your take on that uh, deflector dish scene no, this is great. And when you look at Worf, a lot of his, the humor that's written for him seems to be self-depreciating. And before they even go out into the spacesuits, I'm going to get the, the quote wrong, but Picard asked Worf how he did with the training oh, and Worf's right. like, it, it made me sick. Yeah, it made me sick and to I my think, stomach. You know, it just, yeah, it's that Worf is such a badass, but he's going to get sick. But if he goes outside, he's going to drink the prune juice. Like it's, I don't know, his character is made to be almost humorous in these ways. Um, but that's a great scene. And when he comes up, he's tied off his his uh, EV suit. Again, just badass. Who else is going to be able to pull that off except for Worf? It's a great pick. When he pulls the mechleth out from uh, from his back, uh, it's so freaking great. Uh, and I'm sure it's like really uh, science accurate scene in terms of like uh, fighting on a on a deflector dish, right? Swap now. Okay, don't answer that. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, let's go to round. <laughs> two ron what's your number two pick all right so this one was when i didn't pick up on until i did my deep space nine episode thing but um but my five words and hashtag hail martok leader of destiny hashtag hail wharf leader of the empire yes uh, this is ds9 season seven episode 22 tacking into the wind and in this episode wharf kills the kills gowron kills gowron um but then doesn't accept the power under klingon law he should be the new emperor no i don't want that he gives it to martok so again we see similar to my last pick sins of the father Worf putting the empire above any ambition or power that he may crave and doing what's best for the empire fantastic pick yeah this is definitely on my secondary system i mean Worf kills gowron gowron has been there they've known each other for like you know, of quite a few seasons, maybe six, seven seasons of of Trek, and he kills him. It's it's amazing, absolutely. I love that they went all the way there so that Worf kills Gowron. Swap. What's your take on tacking into the wind and Worf's fight and killing Gowron? Um, I'm going to save my thoughts because this may be coming up again later. Uh, but it's yeah, I totally agree. It's. It's a just. It's one of the best Worf episodes. It is, and it's such a such a great action sequence. I love it. Okay, let's go to Swapna's round two pick. What do you got? Um. Okay, my five words are Worf won't be the same. 
Hashtag today is a good day to die. The episode is TNG season four, episode seven, Reunion. Yes. Speaking of Kalar. I love it. Speaking of this episode. Yes. Oh my God. She is. I wish she had been in two, more than two episodes. Yeah. I wish she had been. I just, I cannot get enough of her. She's so good. So no nonsense. This is the episode where uh, basically Duras kills her for looking into his dishonor as, you know, as we found out about in Sins of the Father. And this episode is so, like, again, so, like, foundational to who Worf becomes. He loses the woman he loves. He becomes a single parent of a son he doesn't even know he had. Uh, he kills Duras, you, you know, like he, and all the consequences that might come with that as a Starfleet officer. And by killing Duras, the, it goes to Gowron, the leadership of the Klingon High Council. So this is like, it's both a huge change in the Empire, but also just huge Worf's life will never be the same. I already said it. Sins of the Father made redemption better, and so did Reunion, because both of those were two steps yes. on the way to redemption. Incredible. So I'll I'll say I, when I was researching my list, I was so excited that I had never that I hadn't picked Reunion before because my number two pick, <laughs> five words and a hashtag, revenge dish best served impaled hashtag Gdok Majdok. And it is Worf killing Duras and mm-hmm. avenging Kalar. One of those, I've talked about this a lot. That it's just one of those moments you don't expect to see on TV in the 90s. It's like, this goes against the trope of when they're fighting, you're thinking, well, he's not going to, he's not just going to kill this guy. And when Riker, when that door opens and Riker's like, no, and Worf just swings at Batleth. And impales him in the chest and kills him. I could not believe they went all that way on, you know, early 90s uh, syndicated TV show. So, so great. And it shows that he's he's a Klingon at heart, right? This is one of those moments where it's like, I'm a Klingon and I'm going to kill this guy. And the consequences of my other life be damned. Uh, that's what's going to happen here. So absolutely all time. All-time great moment in Trek and for sure for Worf. I love this pick. That's why I picked it, too. <laughs> uh, Ron, what's your take on Reunion and uh, Worf, uh, all, everything that happens to Worf in this episode? Well, I feel a little left out. I didn't have this on my list, um, but it is a great pick. I think this episode, too, sets Worf up to learn that Worf isn't just a random Klingon or any other Klingon. This is when we start to see him have or take actions that – have a direct correlation to the future of the empire. You know, we see the death of Kempek. We see him killing Duras. We see him doing things that will impact the entire Klingon empire. Um, And that's not something most Klingons even have the opportunity to do. I would assume in a society that has probably billions of people. Um, So it really sets Worf up to be kind of an outstanding character that does have a, a big impact on his people which I love. It's a huge, huge world building. I love it. Fantastic moment that had to be in this episode for sure. Okay. All right. That means we're through round two. So round one. Begin round one. Let's do it. Ron, what do you got? All right. So this is a little bit different direction, uh, but my five words and hashtag were Klingon culture translated to recreation. 
hashtag Worf's greatest one-liner. I picked Deep Space Nine season seven, episode four, take me out to the hollow suite. And it's just death to the opposition. <laughs> there, there had to be one Nobody pick that talked. was just based on <laughs> right. one of his uh, one-liners. That wasn't mine. Like something like this. This one's I just straight I love copy. this episode. Yeah. Couldn't have a, a list without this. I mean, he's got some amazing one-liners and this just is, in my opinion, the best of them all. Um, it just, yeah. No character building, nothing really big, but I like it. <laughs> does he even do anything else other than he does? I mean, he's like the one of the best players, but that's it. Yeah. Like, it's really not a war centric <laughs> so episode good. by any means. Death to the opposition, Swapna. What's your take? Oh yeah, this was this was originally one of my picks, and I had to bump it uh, to secondary systems. But it's all my favorite line from this is when uh, Nox like, "What do I do?" And Warp's like, "Find him and kill him." Uh, oh right. yeah, that, <laughs> my god, I laugh out loud every time because it's like, "What do you do? You tag him out? No, find him and kill oh, him." So oh good. my god, that's so good. I love this. This episode was such a needed, lighthearted episode in ds9 seventh season like i'm so glad it exists it's a a miracle that they're able to switch tones like this in the middle of everything that show accomplished so good i mean a lot of times episodes like this would pop up and you're so ingrained in kind of the other stories where you're like no I, i want more of the not this one i don't know everybody loves this like this instant it dropped it was like yeah that was freaking great it's just uh, a perfect episode. I love it. My favorite line is Cisco at the end. To manufacture triumph. Here, here. <laughs> okay. That's just the best dig on anybody. Um, okay, Swapna, what's your number one? Um, my number one is five words, the two most honorable Klingons. Hashtag Gowron sucks. <laughs> That's right. Stacking into the wind. DS9. <laughs> yep. Season seven, episode 22. So this, yep, duplicate pick here because um, I kind of told my, dude, my um, picks in kind of a story of Worf's character evolution a little bit. Um, And so this is kind of the culmination of his character, uh, the evolution of his character toward the end of Deep Space Nine. He um, he and Martok are basically having that conversation where Martok's on the sickbed and Worf's like, you have to challenge him. And Martok says, A, no, I'm not challenging my commander in a time of war. And B, the council won't follow someone who has no noble blood. And Worf just understands that, like, it's not like it's there's no choice here. Like, he doesn't have a choice. Um, and he also understands that he's not the person to lead the Empire. And that's amazing and fantastic. Hail! Worf, leader of the Empire. Worf, 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 Wait, Worf, hear me. Worf, hear me. What I have done was for the Empire. A new day must dawn for our people. I am not the man to usher in that day. But there is a man here who can. Worf, I do not seek leadership. Kayla said, great men do not seek power. They have power thrust upon them. That's awesome. Hail Martok, leader of the Empire. Leader of destiny. It's such a great 
culmination of everything Worf has done. Uh, I mean, I love that your your last two picks are him killing a guy. So Duras and uh, and Gower. yeah, oh, it's true, very true. <laughs> it's uh, this very one true. was a little bit more. You saw a little saw it coming a little bit more than maybe the the Duras killing, but man, it was mm. just such a such a satisfying payoff. Sorry, Gawa, man, you are. I know. You started off so strong, but you're such a nut nutball. Uh Ron, any last <laughs> he, he was. He was. He was it's those eyes, those crazy eyes. Those crazy mm. eyes. Robert O'Reilly, amazing. Uh all right. Any final thoughts on attacking into the wind, Ron, before we move on? Nope. Just like it's a great episode. It's a definitely a wharf a wharf book. Yep. Full sure stand out. Okay, let's close it off. Oh, this is this will be great to round this off. So my picks. So far, I've been pretty much Worf being super decisive and taking action or supporting his friends. Not this one. This is Worf when he's unsure of himself and more than he probably ever has been. And the pick is more about the moment in Star Trek and how big it was and how impactful it was and and uh, just memorable. And I love it. Five words and a hashtag. Just what the station needs, hashtag another Klingon. And it's that moment when Worf joins Deep Space Nine in the way of the Warriors. So, I mean, obviously the entire episode is amazing. It's all-time epic Trek. But when Worf shows up, man, it just elevates everything. Like, And I mean in terms of like storytelling in the Star Trek universe, like they're, they're really doing this. This is the most massive Trek crossover you could possibly imagine at that time in the mid nineties, a, a regular from one show joining another show. It's just huge. And uh, I love it. It was it, to add to kind of the storytelling narrative right away. When Worf shows up, Cisco's talking about the enterprise that was just destroyed on star Trek generations and like offering his condolences. And I just love that crossover stuff. It was just so, so good. And it was just cool seeing Worf, in a place where he's kind of questioning if he should, you know, stay in in the Federation or do something else. A really good piece of the evolution for him and his character through uh, the kind of the front, the starting points and the end points that we've already talked about on this episode. So shout out to the epicness of that moment and Michael Dorn and Worf joining Deep Space Nine in the way of the warrior. Uh, Ron, what's your take on this one? No, this is a great pick. It's a great episode. It you know Deep Space Nine is something that it's it's a series that I think a lot of hardcore Trekkers love. It's one of our favorites, and this could have taken the show in a very different direction, and it didn't. Worf integrated with that cast and with the series so well that it seems completely natural. When you look at those last few seasons, he's a part of the show, um, and it's they were able to do that and disconnect him from the family he had on board the Enterprise and connect him with the Deep Space Nine crew. And it just shows, again, the ability of Worf to go with the flow, make new friends, and, and stay loyal. And in one scene, I forget the episode, but he refers to Captain Sisko as, like, the greatest captain he's ever worked under. And you're like, interesting. <laughs> you know, this isn't something we would have necessarily seen from Worf, but it's, I don't know. I just, I, I love the character in this episode shows his flexibility as as a character. Yeah, they did an amazing job integrating him. Swapna, what's your take on this one? Oh my gosh, it's a it's a classic episode. I think it's amazing. And Worf's entry too. He had been he had his character had been softened a little bit by the end of TNG, maybe um lost a little bit of that badass streak. Yeah. Um, but then he walks into he walks into uh, onto Deep Space Nine, he orders prune juice at Quark's bar and then picks a fight <laughs> with Bartok's son. That's like right. <laughs> it's and like like it's it's 
it's an incredible introduction to like, okay, this sets the tone for the type of character Worf is going to be on this show while still true to who he is. And, you know, like as was mentioned, you know, very true to what Deep Space Nine is. And he integrates very well with that crew. Yeah, they did such a good job of integrating that. Yeah, Drex, uh, you when Martok, well, when Martok Changing comes in and says, uh, you would do that and take his honor. I cannot take what he never possessed or something. So good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Let's get into secondary systems. Ron, what, uh, any extra picks you want to rattle off? Let's see what you can do with the secondary systems. Yeah. So I'm surprised nobody picked uh, redemption part two. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. for me, the, the part where Worf refuses to kill the child of Duras. Oh yeah. You know, it again, shows Sorry. that Worf is a man of honor. And not fully kind of clean on, right? And always a little yeah. bit of resistance, So This is just another great Worf one-liner. It's kind of a two-parter, but TNG disaster and DS9 Ascension. We know that Worf delivers Molly. <laughs> yeah, right. um, but in Ascension, there's a scene where O'Brien's saying their second child is due, and Worf's like, nope, I'm going to be away on leave that week. I won't be here, sorry. <laughs> Which is just Worf being funny. Um, and then I picked a fistful of datas. You know, Worf is not the greatest father. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Um, but this is an episode where we do see him engaging with Alexander. Um, and when Alexander's life is at risk, we see Worf getting very serious about making sure that his son is okay. I'm beginning to see the appeal of this program. I love that. <laughs> uh, that is a good father episode for him. And Redemption's an honorary pick for this episode because I 100% would have picked it if I hadn't picked it like a dozen times already. Um, swap <laughs> note. <laughs> How about you? What, what, what's on? What have just missed your list? I also had a session on my list. Like just the the do you hear Ke- did you hear Keiko's gonna have another baby now? <laughs> like, oh my god. And then he like com- keeps reiterating. And like that was such a good moment for anybody who watched TNG. Like it's such a like small in-joke, but like it's such a good moment. Like here he is in a bar and he's afraid Keiko's gonna have a baby again. Like it's such a good in-joke. It's so funny. Yeah. And then the way he just keeps repeating that he's gonna be away. At his parents. Yeah. He doesn't know when the babies do, but he's going to be away that week. And it's like, nobody wants this one. <laughs> like, um, that was a big one for me. Um, another one was uh, Firstborn, The Next Generation, uh, Season 7, Episode 21. And that's the one where Alexander actually co- goes back in time yep. to try and make young Alexander a warrior. And as Ron said, like, you know, Worf... The parenting there, we can say a lot about it. But what I will say is, I feel like in this episode, you really get Worf's dilemma with Alexander, like trying to turn, trying to make him into the Klingon warrior Worf thinks he should be. And not necessarily, you know, he's not trying to force it on him necessarily, not saying you have to become a warrior, but you have to do these things to keep that road open to you one day like you have to do this by a certain age or you will never that path will be closed to you but then he there's like like scene in 10 forward where he's like you know his mother always said he didn't have to do any of this and had disdain for all this Klingon stuff and like I want to be true to her and I want him to honor her and I want to honor what she wanted for him but I'm also his father and I'm Klingon and this stuff's important to me and I don't know what to do and I think that's a really rare honest moment from Worf when it comes to being a parent and something I very much sympathize with uh, as the parent of a, um, a biracial kid like it's 
it's hard. It's hard. It's not easy. And um, yeah, it's, I think I, so I really, that's a big highlight for me. I like that. Firstborn doesn't get, that's like a forgotten episode in a lot of ways. So Mm -hmm. that's, that one's worth revisiting. I like that angle. Excellent. All right. So my toughest cut is another episode I've picked a bunch of times. It's the enemy where Worf actually lets that Romulan die. I still can't believe that. Similar to uh, I can't believe when he killed Duras. So amazing. Um, and then I'm just going to rattle off a few here that didn't get mentioned yet. Looking for Parmok in all the wrong places where he finally mm-hmm. realizes Dax is the one. I love him never yielding in by Inferno's light with all those fights against the Gem Hadar. Uh, trials and tribulations, we do not discuss it. And getting Jadzia to Stovacor in uh, Shadows and Symbols. And I'm going to, oh, we have somebody has to say Merry Man at some point. So Cupid, I am not a Merry <laughs> Man. And then my special shout out, since we're kind of doing this as our Picard Season 3 preview. I love that name drop of Worf in Star Trek Picard Remembrance when Jaban says, you know, hey, you need to get a team together like Jordy and Worf. And Picard immediately is like, no way, I'm not asking those guys. Why? Because he knows that they'll be there for him and do it. And that's the last thing he wants because he's seen that before in all good things. A great moment from uh, from Star Trek Picard. Amazing. So the other episodes that i couldn't pick that are still out there were a matter of honor and sons of mo didn't get mentioned so all amazing Mm -hmm. wharf episodes way too much to cover across 274 wharf episodes more to come in star trek picard season three maybe yep awesome job but now it's time to get into our regeneration cycle and go through some stats and a recap of our picks computer activate regeneration cycle alcoves beta and gamma all right, quick recap of our picks. Ron, run down your five. So uh, number five was TNG, season one, episode 10, Hide and Q. Number four was Deep Space Nine, season six, episode 16, Change of Heart. Number three was TNG, season three, episode 17, Sins of the Father. Number two was C- Deep Space Nine, season seven, episode 22, Hacking onto the Wind. And final number five was Deep Space Nine, Season 7, Episode 4, Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite, Death to the Opposition. Perfect. You had three from Deep Space Nine and two from TNG. Swapna, how about your five? Um, my number five was Gambit Part 2, which is TNG Season 7, Episode 5. My number four was Sins of the Father, TNG Season 3, Episode 17. Number three is Soldiers of the Empire, DS9 Season 5, Episode 21. Two is Reunion, which is TNG Season 4, Episode 7. And number one was Tacking into the Wind, DS9 Season 7, Episode 22. You had... Three from TNG and two from Deep Space Nine, so similar, and yes. uh, and two murders uh, to round out your list. Yes. Uh, and my <laughs> list, I had the Outcast was my number five pick, where he Worf helps Riker out. Number four was from Deep Space Nine, the ship where Worf sits with O'Brien and over Enrique's body. Uh, number three was Star Trek First Contact, my catchphrase choice, Assimilate This from TNG. Number two was Reunion, TNG, where Worf kills Duras. And my number one, when Worf joins Deep Space Nine, The Way of the Warrior. So I had 
two from Deep Space Nine, three from TNG. There's a trend there. Uh, the only stats I kept were we had three duplicates, which I kind of expected we'd have duplicates. Didn't feel like we had three, so that's great. And then the breakdown, well, there was one film picked, but the breakdown couldn't have been any more even. 15 picks, and we had eight from TNG and seven from Deep Space Nine. So pretty much sums up how awesome Worf is across just epic spans of Star Trek. Amazing. Okay, let's get into a temporal inversion right now, because it's time to hear from you. Initiate temporal inversion. Initiating. And this week, we have a very special temporal inversion. So for this show, we were originally going to have three guests on to celebrate Worf, and that other guest was going to be friend of the show, Mr. Daniel Martin, who's been on the show three times previously, and we love him because he is a legitimate Klingon scholar. I first met him when he did a panel on Klingon culture, maybe like, uh, it seems like probably almost 10 years ago. And I've told this story before, but I went in with thinking, man, Klingons, what else is, what, what's there left to say about Klingons? And I sat through this panel and it was amazing. Yeah, he added so much depth and context to Klingons, things I'd never thought of before. So, so Daniel's awesome. He was supposed to be on the show, but the last minute he had an emergency pop up that he couldn't change his schedule. So, and he is based in the Korea sector. So syncing up with him is tough to do. So instead of uh, rescheduling, we're going to have him on right now with an up-to-the-minute temporal inversion. So Daniel is joining us right now. I am super excited to have you on, Daniel. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thank you for squeezing me in through the um, amazing abilities of your temporal inversions, Jim. I am excited. Are you? T- tell everybody your Twitter handle, or are you still on Twitter? <laughs> I am. Well, not not as much as I used to be, but I'm not anywhere else either. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, at drdsm is where you'll find me online on Twitter. I love it. Okay, so Daniel, we're going to kind of recap a little bit. Get your picks. So first, we're going to ask you your one word for Wharf. What was your one word you would use to describe Wharf? Okay, I love the whole one word thing that you do. And it, I think it always sparks a really interesting thought process about how to sum up the essence of someone. And my one word for Wharf came to me quite quickly, and it's untethered. Ooh, I like I, that. I really feel like one of the defining things about Wharf is that he doesn't really feel this sense of connection or belonging. You know, like he he barely remembers his Klingon parents. He's fond of his adoptive family, but there's no yearning to reunite with them. He's father to a son, but I think we can all say he's not like the closest father in the world. He got married and his wife died. And he's a great officer, but has somehow never felt like Mr. Starfleet. You know, when he joins the Klingon Empire, he kind of feels out of place as well. So I think it's one of the most interesting things about Worf is that he's kind of just constantly untethered. And so my deepest hope for Picard season three is that Worf will f- have finally found his place in the galaxy. To be more connected. Oh, that's great. We'll see if that happens. That's awesome. Okay. So for your, just so you know, Ron yeah. picked idealist, Swapna uh-huh. picked passionate. And I took an easy route. I just thought of the word that I think of when I think of war, which is guile. Klingon guile. That's, no, I, yeah, those are all really, really good words. Yeah. So that was fun. All right. Let's hear your prime directive on how you were going to break down your war picks. 
Okay, Prime Directive, really simple. It was good episodes that shed a new light on Worf, that developed the character in some way. So, for example, you know, Once yeah. More Onto the Breach, yeah. which is maybe the greatest episode of Deep Space Nine, yeah. is not in the running, because although it features Worf very prominently, it's not really about him, it's about Martok and Kor, right? Right. Whereas an episode like let he who with is without sin which is maybe not the greatest episode is a valid choice right because it has that one brilliant scene where wolf recounts accidentally killing another kid playing soccer which just adds so much context to his distance personality that oh it like, almost redeems the episode so that would be a fair <laughs> pick potentially for me okay the, this tempo version i think was just interrupted because i think you just said let he who was out sin would be a worthy pick it um, would that's <laughs> it would i love it okay so, it I, would, I, it would. so i have to add this so some people know i work in soccer um and i was a pr guy for soccer for a long time one of soccer's biggest challenges is heading in the sport and injuries that go with it mm-hmm. and i dealt with that a lot in my profession talking to people mm-hmm. about it when that line came out of Worf's mouth in the middle of a Star Trek episode, I put my head in my hands like, oh, my God, Worf killed a kid trying to head a soccer ball. <laughs> my worlds are literally colliding. Yeah. Oh, God, that was quite a moment. Um, okay, we don't have time for this. Let's, know, that's sorry. a fantastic, fantastic. Uh, so Worf, like a progression of Worf. I love that. Yeah, love it's, that. it's got to move his character forward in some yeah. way. It can't just be a good wolf story. Okay, let's get into it. What's your number five pick, Daniel? Okay, round five, uh, five words and a hashtag. Waylaid Warrior finds new home. Hashtag best season premiere ever. This is, of course, Deep Space Nine, season four, episode one, The Way of the Warrior. And, you know, I wanted to come out swinging with a big pick. And I just remember, I mean, it's one of these things I remember at the time the announcement that Worf is joining Deep Space Nine and me thinking kind of, huh, like how different could it be? And it's like everything changes. Right. And it's not just that Deep Space Nine changes, it's that Worf kind of also is this transformative moment for him because it's this new role, strategic operations officer, in which he will be uniquely useful, right? His opinion will be valued. He will be listened to. And it's a very different dynamic than we have on the Enterprise D. And I just always thought that Deep Space Nine felt more like this kind of amazing assembly of individuals than like a team. And so Worf being there, I thought made a ton of sense. So I mean, I there it. are a thousand reasons to love the episode, but that's... That's my logic for that. Being you, my- you won't have heard them because I've added them in after, but uh, the torpedoes just fired because that was my number one pick, uh, of course, The good Way choice. of the Warrior. It's, uh, it's such a good episode. It, it's one of the, and we talked about it briefly, but it's like, is this going to work? Why are we doing this in the middle yeah, of all yeah. this stuff? And it worked and it enhanced and it was just brilliant. So, okay. Number, what's your number four pick? Dean? Okay. Number four, uh, five words and a hashtag. No Klingon word for jolly. Hashtag multiverse misadventures. Again, you know exactly where I'm going with this. Yeah. This is Next Generation, uh, Season 7, Episode 11, Parallels. And um, I love it for the reasons we all love it, right? This is not 
the kind of episode that would normally center on Worf, but it is completely about him. There's no B story, right? Right. And it's, you know, the whole notion of this, the disorientation of quantum reality hopping has this big subtext, which is, you know, who are you? Who do you want to be? What, you know, what's the path that you want to take? Computer, access personal logs on Shuttlecraft Curie. Show my log entry for Stardate 47391.2. Personal log, Stardate 47391.2. I am returning from the Batleth competition on Forkus 3. The conditions were difficult. Several contenders were maimed. One of the contenders used an illegal Tikach maneuver on me. The judges chose to ignore it, and I was robbed of my rightful standing. I was awarded ninth place. I am looking forward to resuming my duties aboard the... And so by seeing these alternate versions of his life, I think he gets a stronger handle on his own identity. And I mean, there are like a, a, so many things to love about this episode, like the stealth Wesley cameo and the updated uniforms and stuff. Oh, right, yeah. And then, I mean, finally, can I say that you can cut this if you like, Jim, but most controversially, I am of the insane minority opinion. Oh, I'm in the same minority as you. I love that. That Worf and Troy are, are, are a great couple. They should have ended up together yep. because it because it doesn't make sense. That's why it makes sense. It works. So I love you know the handful of season seven episodes that progress their romance. I think are just great. So yeah, I am completely on board with that. I mean, I always end up kind of being on board with every ship and whatever they end up with. But I would have been mm. totally happy if they had gone that route. I was also happy with the Jedzia route and the Kalar route. Okay, let's go to your soup round pick. What's your number three pick? Okay. By the way, Parallels was not picked by anybody, so that's fantastic. Really? You picked it, yeah. No way. It, it made that's it through. Like... It, I know it was it was mentioned in secondary systems, I think, but uh, yeah, it didn't get picked. But you know, that's that's how Trek ranks works. That's that's fascinating. I mean, to be honest, my my Trek ranks confession is that usually when I'm prepping for these, I'm really conscious of trying to avoid right. duplicating picks. A lot with of people do that. Thing, it doesn't always work. Yeah, with the wolf thing, I thought there's no, you know, to be true to myself. Yeah, right. I can't think like that. I've just got to do it. So I really thought, yeah, parallels would be there. Anyway, round three, five words and a hashtag. True honor takes many forms. Hashtag mutual admiration. Now this is Deep Space Nine, season five, episode fifteen by Inferno's Light, Ooh. which has always stood out to me. So it's this is the second part of the story yeah. with Worf and Garrick and Dominion Internment Camp 371. And there's this um, plot thread where Worf's being forced to fight the Jem'Hadar for their training. And he will not back down. He refuses to stop in spite of his injuries. And we get to see Worf through Martok's eyes, basically. Because Martok is just like so crushing on him and is talking about you are the embodiment of true honor you're a true warrior and i think that it's the first time we'd seen another klingon react to war so positively oh God you know what i mean damn, like the, what a like, great point it really the, is yeah. no other klingon you know there's none of that oh he's so humanized it was just like this pure yep. absolute from martok is like this is what a klingon is you are the best of us and i love that and then I love how that connects to this other theme about, you know, everyone admires everyone else. And there's this moment where Garrick has to face his claustrophobia and go back into the 
the Jeffreys tube and Worf and Martok without any sense of, you know, like irony or anything. are just like, that's true. That's true bravery, right? That's to face your own worst fear. That's true courage. And they genuinely think that he's just as brave as Worf is. And then, of course, the climax of this is when the Jem'Hadar, Itakitar, he won't kill Worf. And he says, I yield. I cannot defeat this Klingon. All I can do is kill him, and that no longer holds my interest. And that's, again, this, you know, it's a kind of moment of mutual admiration between those two warriors at that moment. So I just think this is, it's, it's not the biggest thing about the episode, but I think for Worf, this is a huge episode that I absolutely love. Yeah, that's perfect. That one was not picked either. I wouldn't expect it maybe that one to be picked, but for your mm. prime directive, oh my God, it's perfect. And what a great point about Martok being the first Klingon to really offer him that kind of mutual respect, even, even at the base level, right? Yeah. And, and, and he went to the extreme level, which is amazing. Okay, round two, what do you got? Okay, round two. Uh, five words in a hashtag. Back to the future, son. Hashtag Alexander grows up. This is uh, Next Generation, season seven, episode 21, Firstborn. And I mean, you know me, Jim, anything with deep Klingon lore gets me weak at the knees. So all the stuff here about the rite of ascension, the Kotbaval festival, I, I am there for it. Like, you know, just inject it straight into my veins. You have James Sloyan, who is always so great and, um, you know, so full of pathos whenever he plays a character as Alexander from the future. And um, in some ways, this is like a really fun, low stakes episode. You've got like a Quark cameo. You've got the Duras sisters coming and doing nothing weirdly. But it's a very important one in terms of, again, Worf's trajectory. It's about acceptance Worf accepting Alexander for who he is, who he will be, a diplomat and a peacemaker, and then the future Alexander accepting Worf as a loving father who kind of is always doing his best, even though it might not seem like it. I would have, if I was predicting your list, I would have predicted this one because of yeah. so <laughs> much Klingon lore. Oh my God. It's like, there's there's so much in this episode that they, that, gets mentioned elsewhere too and is carried on so not only was this not a duplicate first time ever firstborn Ooh, has been chosen no on track ranks wow okay so we are number one wharf episode what do you got i can i think you probably know where i'm going with this but let's do it anyway um five words in a hashtag Klingon politics is utterly riveting hashtag the ultimate honor extra hashtag the ultimate dishonor. This is Next Generation, Season 3, Episode 17, Sins of the Father. And um, it's a masterpiece. It starts off, and you think it's this kind of very innocuous, like, you know, sequel to A Matter of Honor, this reverse officer exchange thing. And it just spirals from that into this epic about the past and future of the entire Klingon Empire. And, I mean, at this point in Next Gen, this was like, this was the bit of backstory we really, really needed for Worf. We'd had these vague allusions to the Kitama massacre and stuff, and to really get into what it was and its ramifications was really, I think, vital. And what I love about the episode, because there are so many things I'm not going to talk for too long, but what I most love about the episode, I think, 
is the profound shock that Worf and that we as the audience share when we realize that the High Council doesn't actually value truth and honor above all else, right? Yeah. That, you know, political machinations have huge influence, that actually the desire not to disrupt this, the fragile status quo, that's more important than honor. And it just, it, it, that is, you are tearing down Worf's world by revealing that to him. But also for us as the audience, who we've, we've kind of been built up by this point in, in Next Gen to see the Klingons the way Worf does. And so it's just a this bucket of ice water in our faces, us and Worf, that like, holy shit, Klingons actually aren't all that honorable. And there's this thing, you know, true heroism always is doing something that you will never get credit for. And so Worf accepting the public dishonor to save his brother, and because he believes it's ultimately for the good of the empire, it establishes him from this point going forward as a wronged man, right? And the weight that hangs over him gives him such depth. So for me, it's the absolute highlight of a very poignant decades-long character arc. Yeah, it's an all-time great episode of Star Trek. A triplicate on this episode of Trek Rank. Of course. How could it not be? Yeah. That one is is that big. So okay, any that's fantastic list. You had uh just like all of us, like two from DS9, three from TNG. Our TNG breakdown was for the 15 previous picks with eight for TNG, seven for Deep Space Nine. So you just stayed right on course with that. There you go. Yeah. So we ended up with 11 for TNG, nine for Deep Space Nine. Brilliant. Okay. Any quick secondary systems before we move on and end this temporal inversion and get back to the show, Daniel? Not really. I mean, you know, like every Wharf episode ever, I guess. I was trying to work in um, all good things because I love that particular incarnation of future wolf, you know, burdened by regret. But no, I mean, I think, I mean, every wolf yeah. episode is a good episode. I think. Okay. So I can tell you that. So reunion was also a duplicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the way of the warrior as a duplicate. Oh, and tacking into the wind was a duplicate as well. Um, change of heart got picked. Most of the take me out to the hall. So got picked. Yeah. 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 There was a, there's some deep cut picks like, uh, swap and I had Gambit for that scene with Data, which I love. Yeah, I had I had the Outcast for that scene at the end where he decides to fight with Riker, um, and a few a few like that. So we had a we had a, a good mix of like big episodes and then like moments. Anyway, it's a great episode. Only added to now with some bonus Wharf coverage from Daniel. Any final Wharf comment before we uh, cut out here? Just that, like you, I mean, when you when you invited me on the episode, you said it was inspired by seeing that shot from Picard right. season three, yeah. and I'm just like you, I was just staring at it probably for like half a day because right. I'm just it, it it it's some it's so full of of promise and potential, and I cannot wait for a, a sustained look at where he is all all these years later. It's amazing. We have 274 episodes of Worf, and we're about to get more. It couldn't be any crazier. Amazing. Thanks for coming on and making that work, Daniel. So once again, those honorable picks, more than enough to clear ourselves from this week's temporal inversion. So as always, I want to 
Thank everyone for all your great responses to the Trek Ranks podcast. Keep your list coming to me at Trek Ranks on Twitter so we can retweet them. But we also want to hear from you. So put together your own list of top five Wharf episodes or a list from any of our past show. Give us a call at the Tricorder Transmissions at 609-512-5527. Or you can just record it and send me a DM. We can hook up that way. So hopefully we'll hear from you so you can be featured on the next episode of Trek Ranks. And on the next episode of Trek Ranks... We are doing, it's a weird one. I'm not even sure I can really explain it. So I'm going to try. Our next show is called Connective Trek, where each of our guests is going to pick a general topic or theme and spin a connective Trek narrative through five picks with one episode connecting to the next in kind of surprising ways and then to the next and to the next. And it's really experimental and it's going to be interesting. I think. I think it'll be interesting. We'll see. I know my list is going to be good. I've just finalized it. It's going to be awesome. So Ron and Swap, now normally I would ask each of you to come up with a pick to preview our next topic. But honestly, I'm not sure that's even possible with this topic. So, <laughs> so you're both off the hook. Sounds like I, a, I think you're off the I'm hook. I'm so glad that you didn't message me and say, here's here's our topic for uh, this. No, week. I never, I never, <laughs> I never uh, preview it to anybody. I kind of put them on the spot. So unless you have some kind of magic... Uh, understanding of that description and two connective uh, theme with two connective episodes uh, you can jump in but that's that's what we're doing connective track whatever that means it's going to be weird oh um, i was like yeah no i don't have anything but it's a great topic <laughs> yeah perfect yeah, and all i can think is how some of the new trek is doing a really good job of going back and building upon stuff that was planted um I can't remember the episode of Discovery where we see Vina and we go back to Talos for yeah. like the way that it's building upon things mm, that we haven't seen for 50 yes. years. If memory serves. Yeah. Or like the Guardian of Forever. There you go. Yeah. So there's going to be things like that, but it's, I think it's going to be more. But it's five episodes. Yeah. And it's going to be more nuanced, like where you're t- like, it's a theme and maybe like, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. I was thinking about doing World War Three. Right, because it's told over. Yeah. You never really see it in Star Trek, but it's referenced a bunch of times in kind of weird, disconnected ways. And I was going to try and connect it all and make that my theme, but that's not my. That's not what I'm doing. I have something much better. So anyway, it's going to be a weird, weird topic, and you're going to love it. I hope we'll see. So cool. Channel closed. Reset. Subspace communications. Scrambler code Riker one. Scrambler code Riker one acknowledged. All right, let's close this episode out with a huge thanks to Ron Roble and Swapna Krishna. It was great having you guys on. Any final Trek Scrambler codes you guys want to relay before we depart, Ron? Thank you for having me. As always, it is so much fun, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing anyone that's going to Vegas this year. Ooh, yes. Hopefully that's coming up. Uh, I can't wait for the next convention. Uh, Swapna, thanks for finally coming on and being part of this. Really great to have you. I'm so glad to uh, be on here. This was so much fun. Really already looking forward to my next appearance. And just got to say, can't wait for Silver Fox Wharf in Picard Season 3. Oh, my God. (laughs) He's so hot. You can say it. You can say it. He's so hot. (laughs) Like, oh, my God. I just snorted. He's so hot. Like, oh, my God. He's like... Like, I just, Amazing. I can't wait. Yes. Picard season three coming soon. Or if you're listening to this later, you've already seen it and it's fantastic or not. We'll see. Okay. Thanks for engaging <laughs> with us here on episode 153 of the Trek Ranks podcast. As always, I want to close by saying I'm looking forward to standing with you again here in this place where I belong. Assimilate this. 
I am Worth, son of Mog. If you were any other man, I would kill you where you stand. Sir, I protest. I am not a merry man. Well, what do you think, Mr. Worf? Good tea. Nice house. Death to the opposition. Hey, man, a swing, man. What do I do? Find him and kill him. Just tag him out. Lieutenant, I am curious about something. If you met a double of yourself, would you have difficulty interacting with him? I think so. Why? I am not easy to get along with. Mm. <gasps> Congratulations. You are fully dilated to 10 centimeters. You may now give birth. Oh, that's what I've been doing. <sighs> Bearing down is the next stage. It should start at full dilation. Did you hear? Keiko's gonna have another baby. Now? No. Seven months. I see. Worf delivered Molly, you know. Really? The Enterprise was damaged. Keiko and he were trapped together when her time came. Oh, well, I'll, uh... Be sure and call you when she's ready to deliver. You can lend a hand. Seven months. Unfortunately, I will be away from the station at that time. <laughs> Far away. Visiting my parents on Earth. Excuse me. <laughs> May I say your attempt to hold the away team at bay with a non-functioning weapon was an act of unmitigated gall. Didn't fool you, huh? I admire Gaul. What must I do to convince you people? Die. Oh, very clever, Worf. Eat any good books lately? I'm beginning to see the appeal of this program. You see? It's an Earth drink. Prune juice. A warrior's drink. Never guess. Klingon butt wine. Prune juice, chilled. Prune juice? <laughs> if you say so. We care about you. Why, just recently, Jordy Wesley and I were saying... With all due respect. Be gone! Sir. What do Klingons dream about? Things that would send cold chills down your spine and wake you in the middle of the night. No, no, it is better you do not know. Excuse me. I can never tell when he's joking. You're outmanned, you're outgunned, you're out-equipped. What else have you got? Guile. Join me. The honor is to serve. Just want to remind everyone again that the entire Trek Ranks catalog is available for you to download and listen to at trekranks.com and on your podcast player of choice. Our episodes never get carbon data, so check out the topics you've missed and maybe just want to listen to again over at trekranks.com. 
and a reminder to check out our friends Five Year Mission at fiveyearmission.net. They're writing a song for every episode of Star Trek, and you won't believe how great their music is. They also have a podcast at the Trek Geeks Network, so seek them out. You won't regret it. I am a Klingon! If you doubt it, a demonstration can be arranged.